Welcome to, Welcome the, to Everglow, the Everglow, starring me, AB3, also known as Neil, here to help you live better, travel cheap, and overall enjoy a better quality of life by working less. Now, I've traveled the world, I've interviewed people, I've delved deep down inside of caves, and you name it, looking for answers. Answers to make me happier. And this all started because I was just cracking under the pressure of being a lawyer. And bear in mind, I don't even work at a big law firm. I handle my own law practice. But the energy of people was just pushing me to the brink. And so that's why I started the show. Today's show, believe it or not, in my opinion, may be one of the most important shows I ever do. And it could be the most important podcast you ever listen to because this one could actually change the course of your life. Now, you must think, oh my God, this guy's just doing a cheap hook. He's doing like a cheap clickbait or whatever you want to call it for the podcast version of a clickbait. And he's just trying to lure us in so we listen longer. I assure you that is not the case, but it would be cool if you kept listening. So on today's cast, I'm going to talk about the signs that you're an empath. So if you've ever heard this term before, I want you to differentiate being empathic from being sympathetic. Being sympathetic, we can all be if we tried, which is simply we feel bad for somebody else. But when you're an empath, you actually feel what the other person is feeling. So why don't we talk about first what an empath is, a general definition of it, and then I'm going to go into characteristics that define whether or not you're an empath. And you may be wondering why all of this is important. Well, I'm going to get to that too. But the reason it's important before I get too deep into it is because how you behave and who you associate with can really impact your life, especially and more so if you're an empath because of your ability or arguably disability of having to and being able to absorb everybody's energy around you. And if you've always been a happy-go-lucky person and yet you've always been feeling tired or upset and you don't know why, well, for all you know, you've been an empath all of these years, but you've never been taking the proper steps to protect yourself. In many ways, and I don't mean this sarcastically, you're a special needs person, but I mean that in the most positive way. So why don't we start off with the first part of my little topic today, which is signs that you're an empath. And I want to start off with the definition of an empath. Now, when I'm talking about an empath, I'm not really referring to the character Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You simply can't read and control minds and do funny things like that, like a Jedi doing the Jedi mind trick in Star Wars. Simply put though, an empath is someone that is highly attuned to other people's energies, both physical and mental, so much so that other people's moods and feelings affect you so deeply that you feel the same thing that they are feeling. As an example, if someone is feeling deep anger, your body and mind will feel their anger as though you're the one suffering from whatever it is that they're suffering from. Imagine that. You feel someone else's emotions as though they're actually yours. Now, when you're an empath, people generally think you're too sensitive or you're ultra sensitive and you hear that a lot. Well, listen on, because you may be more than just sensitive. You may be an empath. And by the way, 
I can't stand when people call others too sensitive. It's often a way for people to not take responsibility for their own behaviors. They use it to justify being an a-hole. So why does this all matter? Well, because this is all about living your best life. If you're always feeling things you don't want to feel, or you suffer from anxiety or other related <sighs> things and you never know why, then by identifying yourself as an empath, you can work towards a solution and live a better quality of life and overall, a happier life. Believe it or not, many people are empaths and don't even know it. They go through their whole life wondering why they feel certain ways in certain situations. They never take any remedial measures to correct their feelings or why they're affected in certain ways, and they suffer unnecessarily. Hopefully you can gain something from this to stop the endless suffering. Remember what I always say, adapt or die. So let's get to the important part of this, which is how to tell if you're an empath. I'm going to go through several characteristics, which, by the way, is not an all-inclusive list, but should definitely give you a good idea whether or not you're an empath, or maybe somebody you know is an empath. Characteristic number one. In crowded places, you feel anxious, stressed, and exhausted. This includes malls, stadiums, and arenas, or generally anywhere where there are a lot of people around you. When I would be in a crowded place like a mall, I would often feel overwhelmed. Even though I would be standing in one place, say, in the main walkway, I'd find myself constantly moving out of the way for everyone else walking towards me, or even walking up from behind me, regardless of which direction they were coming from. I'd be bouncing around like a ping pong ball. I never really understood why people's energies were able to bounce me around like that. I would get frustrated that people were expecting me to move out of the way all the time instead of simply going around me, even when I was standing in a place that wasn't in a main area. It was extremely frustrating, but it was almost like my body was feeling their energy telling me to move out of their way. Now, crowded places are sensory overload for empaths. After going to malls and stadiums or whatever, I would literally need to take a nap. Basically, I'd feel like I was absorbing too much energy, energy from all around me. So if you feel anxious or overwhelmed in crowded places, you may be an empath. Number two, people gravitate to you to tell you their problems. You're like a magnet for people to offload all of their negative energy. You find everyone approaches you to dump on. Family, friends, friends of friends, friends of friends of friends, strangers. They know you're compassionate and they know you can't say no so they love offloading onto you. They feel great after talking to you because you absorb all their negative energy. Meanwhile, after they're done their diatribe and bitching and complaining, you're left feeling agitated, edgy, and tired. My eyes would often feel heavy like I again wanted to take a nap. And the reason you feel like this is because you've absorbed what they were feeling. Here's a brief example, and I'm probably in the worst profession for this. I'm a lawyer, so my job is to hear people's legal problems. The problem is, people would get way too comfortable with me because I'm a friendly guy, and they would start calling me at all hours of the night, all days of the week, just to complain about their personal problems. They'd call late night, weekends, holidays, you name it. Every time, they'd say how great they felt after they'd finished talking with me. But meanwhile, my eyes would feel heavy and I'd need to take a nap since I was so drained from their emotional drive-by. In fact, it was getting so bad Complete strangers in line at a store would make eye contact with me and then start complaining about something that had nothing to do with me. It was bizarre. 
I call these emotional drive-bys when somebody dumps their negative energy on you, by the way. I suggest listening to that podcast episode that I did the other day about the emotional terrorist. Anyway, if you feel like you're in target for this kind of behavior, you also may be an empath. Number three, your intuition is very strong. While everyone has a gut feeling about certain things, your gut feelings are always ringing alarm bells, very strong ones. You have a knack for anticipating things before they even happen. Your gut feeling about people and circumstances is almost always right. For example, while I had locked myself away in a villa in Ubud, Bali several months ago, I decided to call my mom back in Los Angeles. My dad was out of the town on business, I believe, so I thought I would check in on her. I was doing that every day, and I like to keep up my habits of making sure my family members are okay. Well, this day she didn't answer. That was not super uncommon. My mom often accidentally turned off her cell phone or turned down the ringer. So it didn't strike me as immediately a big deal. Normally, I wouldn't think twice about it, but for some reason on this occasion, the thought that my mom had fallen down entered my head. This thought had never occurred to me before, nor had she ever even fallen before. But for some reason, that specific thought entered my mind. It had never entered my mind before. The next day, I received a call from my mom. She told me that, son, you're not gonna believe what happened. I fell. I was taking a walk down the sidewalk, and I don't know how, but I lost my balance and I fell. Fortunately, somebody came by and helped me up, and I wasn't terribly hurt. Now, she ended up being okay, and you know what, I could give you a thousand examples just like this where I have some sort of premonition about something happening or something that has already happened but I wouldn't possibly be able to know. And you probably do too if you're an empath. So another sign of you being an empath is that you have these strong gut feelings about things or you have these premonitions. Number four, your emotions are affected by other people's emotions. If someone around you is sad, you can become sad as well. Same for anger. You may notice that you cry at movies more than your average person, or negative imagery on TV really upsets your mood. You not only feel other people's emotions, but you experience them as well. Yes, I may or may not have cried during a few scenes of Crazy Rich Asians or even Titanic from years ago. When you walk in a room where there's tension between people, your whole body feels the tension and you want to get the hell out of there. The point is, you're very sensitive to other people's emotions, even without them saying a word. Number five, you find that you need a lot of alone time, more so than your average person. I used to love being out more, always socializing. I couldn't wait to go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In fact, believe it or not, I never even ate alone by myself in a restaurant until I was probably like 30 years old. These days, though, I find myself needing more and more alone time to decompress at the end of the day. You just want to be by yourself with a book or in front of a TV, vegetating for a couple of hours, not interacting with anyone. This may seem normal to you, but what makes it different with an empath is that you feel like you need that downtime. You can't live without it, because without it, and without this relaxing and processing and decompressing other people's energies at the end of the day, Without that break, you end up feeling more and more tense day by day and hour by hour, and you get very edgy and very moody. In a way, you're in hiding to stop the inflow of energy from the outside. Your average non-empath may need this a couple of times a week, 
An empath probably needs this every day, especially depending on what kind of job they have. Number six, you're a people pleaser. Whether you like it or not, you love people pleasing. You wrestle with yourself when it comes to simply saying no to someone or something. You do things you don't really want to do, even when those things are against your best interests. Later, you get mad at yourself, wondering why you agreed to do something that you didn't feel like doing. The average empath is a people pleaser for a couple of reasons. One, you don't like conflict. You're very conflict adverse, and you think by saying no, it will create conflict. Second, you're very averse to feeling negative energy, so what you do is you avoid things that could create negative energy. Saying yes generally tends to avoid negativity, although you do end up feeling pissed off with yourself, so... Watch what you're saying yes to. Now this list could go on and on. To save time, I wanted to detail the big things, but a number of other traits include being around fake people makes you incredibly uncomfortable. You're highly sensitive to physical pain and can feel the most minor variations or anomalies in your body. You feel tired even though you have no physical ailments. People are always saying that you're too sensitive. You have a very hard time handling too many things at once. Too many tasks at once makes you feel overwhelmed and rattled. It's like your brain tries to process 10 different things at once. And then finally, you become very introverted over time and don't thrive off of being around people. So is being an empath a superpower or a curse? Now that you've been identified as an empath, should you jump for joy or be even more depressed? Since I discovered that I was an empath, I've debated whether it was a curse or a superpower. After all, I can't turn it off, and I have found living in a big city like Los Angeles to be very challenging as an empath. The moment I step out of my front door, I'm vulnerable to the millions of people in my radius. The terrible drivers and the daily stress of the city, well, those things wear on me. Sometimes, I would have days where even the jingle of my cell phone ringing would cause me to feel tension. On the other hand, it could be an amazing thing. Imagine you have the ability to feel what other people are feeling. It helps you spot liars, diagnose illnesses, foresee problems, avoid problems. Honestly, it's an open question as to whether it's a superpower because thus far I felt the real life negatives outweighed the positives. So for me, the jury's still out. I definitely invite you guys to chime in, email me, put a comment below, and I'd be more than happy to respond. So now what? And so what if I'm an empath? The whole point of this is for you to live a better life, happier and freer. You may be wondering, okay, so I'm an empath, who gives a shit? Well, you should. Once you've identified yourself as an empath, you can immediately start taking measures to protect yourself so you won't always feel drained. Since you understand why you feel the way you do, you don't have to feel alone or think you're weird, or it's abnormal the things you're going through. Realize that it's your nature that's making people want to unload on you so you can be more attentive to avoiding these situations and the people in the first place. Realize that when you meet someone and alarm bells go off in your gut, it's not because you ate too much of the latest Frito burrito at Taco Bell, but because your body's actually telling you to run. Use these things to help you move forward and use these things to avoid bad situations immediately instead of climbing in deeper. Realize that since your body can feel things other people can't, 
that you can put yourself in advantageous positions when it comes to evaluating situations. Realize that if crowds make you uncomfortable, then reduce your visits to crowded malls and sporting events. I'm not even saying to become a hermit either. Just reduce and try to limit your interactions in these sorts of environments. Realize that your alone time is a non-negotiable part of your day and treat it like that so you can recharge. I firmly believe that if you can recognize who you are, you can adapt now that you've learned more about yourself. If you start taking measures to recognize these things about you, you'll feel less tired, less anxious, less stressed, and overall, you'll become a happier person. In a future episode, we will have a fellow empath join us while we go over strategies on how to protect yourself and use your newfound powers to your benefit. With superpowers come super responsibilities. And remember that you have to save yourself before you can save the world. In the meantime, may May the the force force be with you on your journey into self-discovery. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of Everglow. Check us out online at neilbartia.com, N-E-I-L-B-H-A-R-T-I-A.com for more blog articles and latest episodes. Leave any comments and likes below and we're happy to answer. Thank you for listening and see you next time.